Hello and welcome to Grace Unscripted, where we share stories of the people in and around Grace Church without any script, just real, raw conversations about life change through Jesus. I am your host, Audrey Wallace, and today's conversation is with Pastor Brad Dietz Creek. He is our pastor of family ministries here at Grace, and he has been here for over 15 years and, and taken on different roles over that time. But one thing is sure about Brad. He tells us his mom told him, don't let Satan steal your joy. And if you know Brad at all, you know that everything is about having fun and having joy and finding the light side in life. And we're going to hear about that and how that plays out in his life and his story. Hey, Brad. Hey. Welcome. Thank you. So glad to have you here. It's nice and cozy in here with this microphone. <laughs> yeah, for you guys that don't know, we get to sit in these really comfy chairs and you know just pull up and we have some coffee and just chit chat. So that's what we're here to do, Brad. That's great. And I'm really excited because I know your wife really well and I know you kind of well, but I want to get to know you really well. So I remember first time meeting you, you coached soccer. Um, <laughs> With one of my boys That's back right. in the, when we were doing soccer camps. That that yeah, is you like and Gary did that. OG soccer yeah, camp. Probably like oh seven or oh eight, somewhere in there, I think. There's so many stories I could tell you about those first months <laughs> yeah. knowing you, but we'll save that for another yeah, day. That's good. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to get into this. So yes, you're right. We met then. Um, but I wanna know how we even got to that point, because mm-hmm. you have you have so many things um, to share. But one thing I do know about you is you're not an Ohioan originally. No. Okay. So not. let's rewind it all the way back. Okay. Where do you come from? I come from a little town called Nancy Glow. Nancy Glow? Nancy Glow. Yeah. In fact, it's a, it's a Welsh name from, okay. from Wales. Um, it's a, it means river of coal or something like it, streams of coal. So it's okay. a little town that was built just for coal mines. Okay. And that's in? In Pennsylvania. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Nancy Glow, Pennsylvania in, the, in Cambria County in the coal mining world. And how far is that from Akron? Three hours, exactly. Three hours east. Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. So that's where you grew up, and I'm imagining you, like, skipping through rivers, catching crawfish, and, like, eating toads. Yeah, it was – nature's a huge thing for me. I'm – we didn't have much going on, so as a boy in Anglo, you hunted and fished. That's what you did. And but I, um, but being a cool little coal mining town, the sh- one stream was always orange from like all the sulfur from the coal mines. Whoa. We didn't have all the nice um, anti-pollution stuff we do now, which uh-huh. we, we have a lot more respect for water and stuff now. But yeah, I remember g- catching crawfish where your your legs would come out with a little tint of orange on your <laughs> skin. You know what I mean? Because like from the you know whatever pollution in the streams. And yeah, stuff, so. and family. Did you have siblings? Yeah, yeah, you have siblings? Um, yeah. My, my mom and dad. And my sister. I have a sister who's great. We're still great friends. So okay. it's just, just the four of us. All right. Older sister, younger sister. She's a year and a half younger than year me. And a half she younger. acts like she's older though. Ah, she likes okay. to, I think she thinks she's older, but mm-hmm. I'm still the oldest. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. I can relate there. I've got a big brother. So I, I'm not I'm your typical first four like sister. that. Like, Hey, heavy control. That's yeah. not me, you know, but so she takes care of that business. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So you grew up there. What was your life like? Were you, you know, obviously into the outdoors, mm-hmm. what sports, education, yeah. like what, what was that like for you? What oh, was yeah, your family I, like? Oh, I grew up, um, yeah, I grew up with parents that loved me. We loved spending time together. You know, um, our family, we didn't do family vacations where you went far. I mean, I grew up in the, you know, 70s was my elementary age, and the 80s were my you know, high school, junior high and high school years. So back then, people, we just didn't, and coming from a small town, we didn't go on elaborate trips, mm-hmm. but what we did is we camped together in yes. like a camping trailer, and we'd go boating. And so I grew up um, water skiing and doing wow. those things in the summertime, and I'm um, doing a lot of fishing with my dad, and I spent a lot of time together. My dad also coached basketball every year when I was growing up, so after, at the school routine was always after school. I'd just go to basketball mm-hmm. with him and just dribble basketball while the 
team he was coaching was pra- um, practicing. And okay. So we spent a lot of time together, got a yeah. lot of meals on the road, uh-huh. spent a lot of time Burger King and pizza. I remember that growing <laughs> up. You know, and our fancy meals were pork chops and some type of potato and corn. You yep, know, that was about as fancy as fancy as we got. But just did down to earth people, small town of 3,000 people. Most of the people, um, you know, we're, there were a lot of relatives there. My everybody mom, knew everybody. Yeah, but, both my grandfathers were coal miners. They, you know, big families, all the whole thing. So yeah, it was good. That's amazing. It's a lot of fun. I had so much fun growing up. I didn't know you weren't supposed to be out in the woods. You know, we wake up in the morning and my dad would come in at eight o'clock, say, "Brad, you're burning daylight. Got to get outside." So I didn't know what it meant to sleep in. And yeah, you know, they're always doing something. So well. You should listen to Nate's conversation between the two of you. Sounds like you had very similar childhoods. <laughs> I'm sure very, I know Nate, but I do. I, I'm sure. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Um. So okay. So that's what your extracurriculars were like. But what was your faith like growing up? Did is this something you know? Did you meet Jesus young? Was it part of your yeah. family fabric, or is that something that came later? I feel very spoiled because um, my family, um, both the grand sets of grandparents were all believers. Okay. Um, they're followers of Jesus, and my my um. My mom and my dad took it very seriously, so I went to a church when I was in a, in the nursery. You know, mm-hmm. um, and they were always part of church. And um, you know, I remember about five years old going to a, a, a VBS with my grandmother and hearing about about Jesus and wanting to follow him. I mean, I, my mom always told me about Jesus. My dad did. My dad was always an example of praying without ceasing. That's probably the mm-hmm. biggest thing I get I get from my dad. Just uh, mm-hmm. um, he always talked to the Lord. Whether it be out on the streams or out mm-hmm. on a bat, way to basketball game, he would just um, just yeah, would just thank the Lord for something. And um, you know, so I kind of always grew up that you know God being good and thinking that way. And um, yeah, so I was so I went to a Christian school. And my mom was a my mom helped start a Christian school as part of that. And yeah, that was kind of a, where it was. So I kind of grew up around it my whole life yeah. and I was always and I feel like from that time on as a little kid there wasn't a time where after you know coming to know Christ as a little kid but even like elementary years I always knew that Jesus was real mm. you know I've always believed in him and I'd say a lot of my years I was more afraid of um I wanted to believe I followed him because I was more afraid of what would happen if I didn't mm-hmm. you know follow the rules and those mm-hmm. things but I don't know it's great yeah Great, like a healthy church community. Did yeah, you get involved church, in small groups? The church loved me. The church and... always poured into me. Um, I've always had people around me that um, I was spoiled to have people who believed in me. You know, I, I, I say I spoiled a lot because I'm working with young people as much as I do. Yeah. I see a lot of people that don't have that opportunity. Yeah. And, um, and, so, and so at times I'd feel like, well, my life's kind of boring. Even talking like a, in a context like this, um, I love my life. I love what I get to do, but I don't have um, mm-hmm. huge, like, um, you know, the, the when the whole the world was dark and turned mm-hmm. light kind of moments, and um, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that to, in a braggadocious way, but but I, I'm, I'm thankful for faithful parents yeah. that um, they invested in me and told me, and they always put me in opportunities where I could hear about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so whether it be school schooling and those things, and and then even when I went to a Christian college, that's where I really saw the point of not just believe what my parents believed, mm. but really f- what following Jesus looked like. And that changed my life. You said that was in college? Yeah, I was in college, yeah. Okay. I mean, I was studying to be like, because um, when you get around church all the time and stuff, if you're not careful, it can be yeah. something cultural that you do. Yep. And so I didn't really bring Jesus into all of my decision-making. So mm. it's like, well, here, I'll, I mean, I went to church, I, I read my Bible and, um, you know, and all those things, and I, and I tried to live a, a you know a good life, but, um, but I still just... Uh, didn't think about what's he want me to do with my future. Mm-hmm. So I went into, I wanted to be a physical therapist because I thought I'm not good enough to play sports professionally. So maybe I could, um, 
uh, be always around sports. Yeah. So, so I pursued. So that's why I have a degree in biology. I mean, I'm, wow, I, I, you have I, a degree I, in biology, yeah, Brad? Yeah, <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, so I went to study. So you got did biology because I. I, w- I wish yep. it was I studied biology because I love nature, but really the reason why is that's how you get your prerequisites yep. for um, you know, your PT school or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. And it was during my junior year where I started thinking, oh, maybe something's different. And then my senior year, um, God really captured my heart. And my, my, and my roommate, I remember him praying that I would really run after Jesus. He told me he was praying for me, which I felt kind of weird because I'm like, I'm not... I mean, you know, you, uh, what are you praying for me for? Mm-hmm. But he just didn't really see passion in my life. And, mm. um, and I'm thankful for that. But, I, but I'm really mad that I didn't follow Jesus earlier because I took organic chemistry. All my <laughs> friends who were ministry majors, and they're <laughs> studying the Bible. I'm studying organic chemistry, which is absolutely... People are like, well, there's good things you get from all of that stuff. There's nothing valuable <laughs> from that. It, it helps me not at any point at 50 years old. Yeah, and now you're probably your kids are studying biology, and you're like, I don't, I don't know. No, I don't. Like, it's not like I can even remember to go to teach it or something that, like that. Yeah. It's, it, it just stunk, you know. what I mean, and it's like all my friends are in college. There, you know, whether it be ministry majors or, or teachers or business majors, they're playing basketball mm-hmm. in the evenings. I'm in the lab, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm studying the library because it was hard and. Oh man, uh, that does not match what I know of your personality. No, <laughs> no but I made it. I made it by the by the grace of the Lord. I made it. But then I went to seminary then instead. Yeah. So senior year, this life flip, and yeah. you're you were actually planning to take the next step in physical therapy. Yeah. So at I was that applying point. to grad schools for all that stuff. Did the, did the exams and all those things you have to take. Get ready for that. But I called my dad one day. So I was at a, I, was, I heard a person speak. It's a, a pastor named Tony Evans. He has this place where he's speaking at our college there, and he um. In some reason, the Lord just spoke to my heart saying, you know, I think you're supposed to do ministry. I mean, he didn't say I think, you know, mm. but I was coming to him like, I think I'm supposed to be a pastor. Mm. And I remember what that lady, there's a little a little lady named Ann Divert. She was my teacher in 10th grade. Um, other people saw a squirrely side of me, which I have a very squirrely side <laughs> and I have a very rebellious side. And um, dear friends of mine would could tell you a bunch of stories where, and even the devil reminds me with guilt and shame sometimes of what I used to do. But this lady looked at me. She goes, I think you could become a pastor one day. She's in, the only in 10th, in 10th grade? grade. She's the only person who ever saw that in me or that said that in me, saw that in me. And um, But then I remembered at 22 thinking, I think, think I wonder, or 21, whatever it was. I yeah. think that's what I'm supposed to do. I think Ann's right. Yeah. So I went and called my dad. And my dad's like, okay, let's find. I said, Dad, I think I'm supposed to become a pastor. I said, I don't, I don't even know what that even means. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, what do I do? And he's like, well, I don't know. Let's just call our pastor and find out. And so. Mm. Our pastor went to Grace Seminary, so that's what I did. Wow. So instead of going to PT school, I moved to went on Lake Indiana and went to seminary because that's what you're supposed to do. Does your teacher, Ann, know this story? Oh, yeah. She's, she's with the Lord now, but she okay. does. She knew that story. Was she your biology teacher by chance? No. That would have been such no. a cool full circle moment. I'm going to date myself, but she was my typing teacher. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> F, F, F space, D we space. We need S- more oh. typing teachers in this world right now, let me tell so, you. I, I, you know, I still feel like I'm a young guy that's what bothers me mm-hmm. like I still but I'm like I'm 50 I'm like mm-hmm. 50 I'm, 50 year old seems so old when I was little yeah they seem like ancient and that's my buddy and I were fishing one day and he's he's 56 and we're fishing along I'm like I see these old guys sitting up on the bank and I said oh these old guys probably think about us tired of us young guys come, come up here catching all the fish he looked at me he goes <laughs> we Brad we're not the young guys anymore <laughs> but that's really how I see myself yeah well, you know? I think that's a great way to live, and I think that's how the world sees you, oh. too. You've set your life up to stay young. We'll talk oh, I, more about I, that. I, I love but, it. Yeah. but yeah, going back to all those things, but like, um, 
yeah, it just she was that late. Um, Anne was uh, um, Anne Dybert, and her family is very dear. Both her and her husband have both passed away now, but um, just from being different illnesses and those things. But when I went after seminary, I went back to my home church. My home church always, and what I said about like having a good church family, they weren't they weren't perfect. I mean, nowhere is because it's full of people just mm-hmm. like me, you know. Sure. Um, but they invested in me. They helped pay for my seminary, mm. and it was. And so I thought when it came time to finish seminary, I'm like well, where else would I go but go back to my home church? Mm. And so I went back there and um, was the youth pastor there for oh, ele- wow. 11 years. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. And, so, and Anne was part of my church. Wow. So she got to see full circle. she have kids circle. that you um, yeah, um, led? Yeah. Her kids were more my – her kids were my peers. Okay. So, gotcha. yeah. So they were – but they're sweet people. But, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Mm. I, I want to hear a little more about the squirrely side of Brad. Oh, boy. Okay. Can I get one squirrely Brad story? Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> But it's gonna. Be, I, I I like this. Um, I tell this story to my boys about for character because um, when I, when we were younger, there wasn't much um, worry about safety belts like seat belts or things like that. Um, but I remember one time I had a. Um, I was just in college and I had a little Honda CRX, mm-hmm. which I thought was the coolest car. It was like a two seater, <laughs> little five speed. You know, I always love oh driving a five speed or manual as mm-hmm. the kids call it nowadays. You know. Um, you know, um, as I was driving, I remember driving that. So I was with my friends. So I thought it'd be funny because it had a sunroof on it. But I was taller. You know, I'm almost six three or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not that tall anymore. But I remember. So I would put my foot on my on the gas and drive a little bit. And I could still be in there and be tall enough though where I could stand outside of the sunroof. <laughs> and I remember driving like that the one day, and then a policeman <laughs> found me, caught me. Oh my god! And he was um, but he um, and it lived in a small town. Yeah, and he um, he said, "Oh, I know your dad." And I said, "I know you do. I know you do, <laughs> Officer Brown. I know." And he said, "Okay." He said, "I'm gonna be nice to you." He said, um, "I'll make a deal with you. I'm not gonna write you up for a ticket as long as you go home and ask and tell your dad what you did." Oh boy, which was worse in this case for you, yeah. getting a ticket I mean, or my, talking my, to dad? My dad is the best, but man, he he believed in um, the old form of justice. So, uh, <laughs> but I. I also was scared. I mean, this is the police, you yeah. know, so, and it's a small town. And, yeah, and records and right. all of that. So I went home and I said, Dad, um, I need to tell you. So I told him, and he was very upset with me, and it was rightly so. But, I mean, I, I was at, you know, whatever, I was freshman in college or whatever, so it wasn't like getting punished when you were little. But He probably tells that story to his buddies with a little bit of pride. Yeah. Guess what Brad did. But then later, though, <laughs> the fun part about the story, this is where I, the officer saw my dad. He said, hey, Barry, um, uh-huh. did you – um." Hear anything from your son? He goes, yeah. He said, I'm very disappointed how he with how he acted and what he did. He said, well, what did he tell you he did? And my dad told him the whole story. He goes, I can't believe he actually told you. <laughs> <laughs> so that was so that made me look good. He's yeah. like, I know him. So You're not a getting little, away with anything. A little braggadocious story, I guess, because I had character in that moment. Mm-hmm. But I had that like, um, I remember uh, I, I have different things like that. Yeah. My one teacher told me. Um, uh, that I had a spirit of Satan deep down within because of how I acted. Oh in my so, gosh! So you get to that point. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, when I think of you, Brad, I think of someone like if fun can be had, then let's have the fun. Like yeah, if we could drive down the road and have our head outside of our sunroof, right. why not add the a little bit I of extra know. fun? I, I, there's a part of me that's always worried about getting hurt. So I tried to. I thought um, before I turned fifty, I thought it'd be cool to learn how to longboard because I want to be like a cool old guy. You know. Yep. I made it like, on Glendora Avenue. I made it ten <laughs> feet, and I realized how unstable I Terrible was. Terrible sidewalks. And I'm like. I'm like I'm, no, I'm not going to long. <laughs> so I have that part of me very cautious, but I love having fun. I love being silly and mm-hmm. laughing. And 
I'm a big believer. I like to laugh at my own jokes because aren't jokes supposed to make you laugh anyway? Mm. So if you can make yourself laugh, then you cut out that's the middleman. That's a really healthy you know? statement. So I need like, to internalize that. That's just laugh. That. That's good. Yeah. So. yeah. But I do like to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I see that in your household. I don't know if this is true, but I just imagine your household roaring with laughter and pranks and all kinds of jokes. Yeah. But I think we jumped ahead here. So there's a per- oh, certain sorry. person in your life that yeah. we haven't introduced yet. I know. My wife, Tara, she's yes. the best part of me. <laughs> okay. So she when did really you meet is. her? Because I'm oh. fairly certain it's quite young. Okay. Um, it's a story. It's a lot of fun. So um, it's going to make me sound cooler than I really am. But <laughs> um, when I was in seminary at Grace, there's a college there too called Grace College, which we um, were, were partners with at our church, and we love working with them. A great school, and it's doing really well right now. And But my wife was a freshman there, and so I was, in, I was a seminary student. Mm. And they needed a, a person to play um, Theseus. Duke of Athens in the Midsummer Night's Dream, <laughs> oh and so I, I happened to know the, the girl who was like directing as student red, red thing and all that. So they asked me if I would do it because I mean I was taller or whatever. So I said yes to doing it, and I didn't. I don't like acting. I learned at that, that point I would never like acting um, as much. As I like being in front of people. Being somebody else in front of people mm, is not my thing. Like that's I don't, a I, really great. I don't want to be lip syncing. I don't yeah. like any of that stuff because I'm like just let me be myself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but my wife, um, her name is Tara. Is um, she was in the play too. But her lines were at the beginning and um, all at the end. My lines were at the beginning, at the end, and at the end. So we had a lot of time in between. And mm-hmm. um, so we started talking and hanging out there. The problem was she's five years younger than me. So Ooh, I was like okay. really creeper quotient. You know, yeah. like now, I mean, like my boys are like, Dad, that's really creepy. Well, and you're right at that timeline. Like that age gap in the teens Real bad. Yeah. In the in, early in college, it's still yeah, it's, it's a little it, weird. Nowadays, it's really weird. So I, I try to tell people all the time, it's not that bad. And I, you know, I'm like, what were her parents thinking? Yeah. But then I mean, once you're in 20s, 30s, 50s, what, it's I think what helps insane. though when you're um, five years older, but you look like you're the same age. Because I looked, I, look, I looked really young and act really young. <laughs> I mean, we're like, I'm like, I had to find someone that you know, she levels up maturity, <laughs> and I level yeah. way down. So. But that's where we met. We met, now, but we started talking, and we just clicked and it was fast and and furious from that point on and just um yeah it's and it gets better and better mm. and for 25 years we've been married wow i know it's like i can't believe it and yeah. she's and she's better now than she ever was i mean uh, she's incredible yeah. i believe that yeah and, but it is but it's we have fun in our house sure yeah okay so yeah you're she you said it moved quickly so you got married in college well she was she in was college. In, yeah, right yeah. I just finished seminary mm-hmm. and it was like 1998 right mm-hmm. she um, so after we dated for a little bit she went back to Virginia where she was from went to school at Virginia Commonwealth and um, finished a lot of her stuff there and then ended up um, really finishing college after we got married mm-hmm. in fact our son our um, our son was our yeah was at her graduation mm-hmm. so he was born on the 25th mm-hmm. and she showed up you know <laughs> showed up for on um, graduation in December with the baby there. So. <laughs> Good job, Tara. Yeah. Um, okay, so when you went to seminary, what were you expecting? What were you thinking? What were you aiming toward? Oh, I needed maturity because okay. anyone who known me in college would have known me as someone is like, squirrely. okay, yeah, he's very squirrely. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm never just, I was just always, like I said, it's easy to be around the church and all that stuff, but it doesn't impact all of your behavior. Mm-hmm. And so I would have been someone who'd be like, oh, I can say all the right things here, mm-hmm. but I can be borderline in other areas mm-hmm. of my life. So, you know, just um, just being stupid college kid. I'm not really big into partying. I mean, it kind of, I'll probably be more afraid of getting in trouble with my parents than mm-hmm. anything. But um, but yeah, I was just, just, just probably arrogant, proud, like, mm-hmm. you know, cocky, all those things. Mm-hmm. And so then I went, so when I went to seminary, I was hoping to learn what it meant to be a pastor, but I ended up getting 
character development, mm. you know, which took me a lot, still a long time. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I grew up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was fun, though. I had a good time. I, I, I learned that I love studying the Bible. You wow. know, so it was fun. So thinking of you probably school-wise, not your favorite thing, no, maybe I did generally. I, my, my parents were school teachers, so yeah. um, school wasn't really optional. We, I just knew that as a part of life. You're going to work yep. hard in school and do okay, mm-hmm. you know. So and that's what I did, but... It was no. I'm more people. Yep. But I had people in seminary. I had good mentors. Um, there was people. There, um, Doctor Plaster. He's he's with the Lord. And another guy, Doctor Bickle. These guys invested in me as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one. We one one thing was one of the powerful things. Me and a couple of classmates. Doctor Plaster would sit us down and say, "Hey, every Monday, if you guys want to come in for a couple of hours, we'll just talk theology, whatever topics you want to talk about." Mm-hmm. You know, I learned how to baptize people when I was there. But you know, mm-hmm. baptizing these professors, you know, and. Mm-hmm. Um, Ken Bickle just invested in my life over mm-hmm. lunch, just different times, and you learn all these different things. You mm-hmm. know? And did you have a vision for what you wanted to do with that degree? Did you it think- wasn't until my second year. One summer I worked with, um, they're called travel teams now with Momentum Ministry Partners, yeah. but one summer I worked, um, I led this group called Operation Barnabas was with teenagers, and mm-hmm. that, that I fell in love with with working with teenagers. Didn't mm-hmm. fall in love with the teenagers. Good yeah. distinction with, there. Yeah, you have to. That's important. You have to be very distinct when you say those things. <laughs> No, but I lo- I like I really um, to see what God can do in the life of a teenager. I mean, anyone who works with adults. I mean, I'm an adult, right? Adults are fine, but we're so <laughs> bullheaded and stubborn and slow moving and opinionated. Set and all in stuff. our ways. Teenagers can be those things, but they turn quickly and they mm. have zeal. And when they grab a hold of something, they'll run through a wall. They mm. and that's why I'm so I'm more excited about teenagers more today than I have ever been because they have so much fire that's in them, and what they really believe it. And when they get a hold of following Jesus, it, it changes their whole destiny. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about the decisions that are made from 13 to 18, the, mm-hmm. the, the change in life that yep. happens. Yeah. They go from holding stuffed animals to mm. some of them going to the military, you know, holding weapons. Mm. I mean, in, in a five-year span. And it's like, wow. I mean, and if you can get them excited about Jesus and they can find their identity in him. Yeah. And so that's what I found. And so that's, that's still my favorite thing. Wow. Teenagers, nothing better than them. Yeah. Well, I, I heard it said at some point, you know, youth pastors tend to have a lifespan, right? Mm-hmm. They might move on to something else, yeah. go on to adult ministries as they age and mature. And I've always been impressed and thankful that you have been here at Grace Church in that role How and, and evolving, but yeah. still yeah, committed to, to teenagers. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, we got a great youth pastor here with Todd and I get to work with him, but it's just like how it's grown over time and the, the church and God has been good to us. Even if things don't work out, he's still good to us. But, um, but he's how he's been with us, and how the church is just with. I mean, because we have a, a pastor and Jeff who's who's very he's as passionate about the next generation as I am. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so he's always invested in that highly and believed in that. And the church has never looked down on teenagers. Mm-hmm. It's always been a place where young people are allowed to be young, mm-hmm. and, um, and I love that. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it's been fun. So I, I I don't have as much quite hands-on as I used to because mm-hmm. there's other people now, and it yeah. just keeps growing, and yeah. so we can multiply and do our job, as it says in Ephesians, to equip people. And, um, I and how know. did you even get here to Grace? Because this would have been early yeah. 2000s, yeah, right? Yeah, in 2007 is when okay. we came out here. Um, so I was working in my church, and I just felt like the Lord was... The, it feels like in our home, you know... Um, uh, maybe it says a lot about my theology or whatever it is. I don't know all the correct terms, but um, my wife is the one who seems like God works in her life first. With the way she's very sensitive to the Holy Spirit, mm. and um, and I just remember her feeling a little bit restless. Like I think the Lord has something different for us, but we weren't sure what it was. And mm-hmm. so for about two years span, I went through and a bit of an identity crisis. Figuring like at the time, it'd been like thirty-two to thirty-four. Okay. 
well, what's next? Youth pastors have a short lifespan. Mm-hmm. I feel like a dinosaur, mm-hmm. um, you know, age-wise. It's like everybody's in their 20s, and here I am in my 30s. Is this what I'm supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Or should I evolve, if you will? Mm-hmm. And I use quote the air quotes for the, um, so you can know what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. it's like, what does that even look like? Um, so I said, should I plan a church? I'm like, um, that's not really who I am. Took me a little while to realize that's not who mm. I am. I had a, a big, big growth happen to me in my forties, but um, mm. um, I don't know. And then I'm like, or should I go do this? Should I work with a young adults or? Because you were serving at your at my home, home church, church yeah. for right, and, like then a went, decade, um, and then and then um, just through re- relationships, I knew Pastor Jeff from um, through our momentum stuff over the years, mm. and he called me one day. Mm. And I never wanted to come to Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I noticed you jumped from Pennsylvania to Indiana. Yeah, you drove through Ohio, but never and, stopped. And Indiana <laughs> is lovely people. Yeah, it's not. This kind like <laughs> topography is terrible. It's like the roads are as straight as you know as I wish my back was. You know, what I mean, it's like, straight. Um, and then, um, and then Ohio. I went to school at Cedarville, which is in Cornfield Central. I didn't know that there's a place as beautiful as North. That's your undergrad. Ohio. Okay, right. that's gotcha. where I went to undergrad. But uh, Northeast Ohio has beauty. I love the park and the city of Akron is yep. great with all of their Metro Park, Summit County, mm-hmm. and stuff. It's it's a great place mm-hmm. to live. Yeah. It really is. I hear that over and over. People on this podcast, people in life, they've lived all around the world, and for some reason, Akron is yeah. a special place that they love. And I'm and and, and people complain about the weather. And so mm-hmm. I just weather Comes never bothers me. It's yeah. like you know, I was out exercising in the rain this morning outside. Oh, so I like, have seen those icicles in your beard as yeah. you're running in the winter. It's just you put on another, another coat. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> We're, that positive I, perspective. I get to wake up another day. You know? Exactly. So it's, exactly. It's good. So you met, so Jeff called me. Met Jeff, yeah. They didn't have a youth pastor at the time, so that. The Bath Campus was fairly new. It started in like 2000 and 2001 right there. Yeah. And um, it's just fairly new. It's, the children's ministry was vibrant. And they're like, we want... They've had, they had great volunteers, great interns over time, invest in teenagers, mm-hmm. and then they wanted to hire someone full-time. Mm. And um, I always thought of myself as a youth ministry lifer, so they mm-hmm. gave me that opportunity. And it's, that's where I've been. So 2007, first time that there was a full-time youth yeah, pastor full-time. is yeah, what, they had, what I heard. Yeah, um, right. They had interns and stuff, and, but mm-hmm. I was the first like full-time pastor that wow. was invested in that. Okay. So, but then what I'm hearing is, but then Todd came yep. in and there's- Todd, We hired Todd in 2010 as mm-hmm. an intern um, and, um, and worked with him for all these years and the team just kept growing mm-hmm. and growing, mm-hmm. you know? And you are now actually a, or no, family? Family pastor. Family yeah. Pastor. So that, what that means at our church is- I work with all the ministries that work with um, young adults down to birth. Mm-hmm. So like with Power Kids, Student Ministries, and Collective, I work with all their teams. So And cycle up to their parents, yeah. too, oh, right? Look, you can't really, it's hard yeah. to do a good job with um, young people if you don't work with their parents, because yeah. the parents have more time with them than, yeah. than we do. We're just supposed to be people that come alongside and encourage, but parents are the disciplers of their That's children. That's right. That's right. And how to equip them yeah. to be the yeah. full-time discipler, and then we come in right. to support. Yeah, because they know their kids best, and they love them more than I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in 2007, um, let's see. Couple years after that is when soccer camp started, mm-hmm. and that's when Gary and I volunteered. Yeah, okay, and yeah. and your son was on our team, yeah. and I'll never forget it. And met Tara around that time as well. Man, so much has has like occurred since then in the yeah. church and the growth and like all the different things that you've gotten to be involved in. What are some some highlights for you? Well, for us, it's um watching my 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 boys grow. I mean, when we yeah came talk out about here, your boys. My oldest son been... Finn was seven. Wow, you know he's. Um, Go through the line. So we have Finnis. Finnis uh, Finn is 23 right now, going to be okay. 24 next in November here. Sully is 20. 
He'll be 21 real quick. He was on my team. That was the one. (laughs) And then Killian is um, 18. He's a freshman at the University of Akron. Wow. Um, And then um, Sawyer is 11. He's in sixth grade. Yeah. Sawyer is the answer to the question of like, did you ever, didn't you wish you had a girl? (laughs) That's always my answer. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, we did. Seven years after our boys, they're in in school and everything. There's a seven-year gap there. We're like, why is there a gap? Was that an accident? It's like, no, we... Really yes. thought that we were going to have a girl. Oh, so. I can only imagine Tara just just skipping around town with a little girl and her paintbrushes and yep. braided and braided hair and. Yep. But Sawyer is an amazing he's human. He's amazing. Boy. <laughs> he's he's made our family what it is. Exactly. He is my, uh, I, um, what a character. Um, he has really been. Um, yeah, for me, um, I've learned about my life, which makes me have some parenting fails. But yes is a lot more fun to say than no. Mm. And so I I say yes to a lot more to him a lot more times than I should because he right. is my eleven year old and yeah. the other boys are all getting old and they're not gonna be around for me yeah. much more. So oh I gotta be careful gosh. not to spoil him. I gotta remember I'm the dad, <laughs> not the granddad. Yep, exactly. And spoil him with the gift of the faith legacy that you were talking yeah. about a plenty. And yeah. then, you know. Yeah, we talk about Jesus all the time, yeah. but I also want him to I mean, I, I wish I could buy him the world, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. exactly. So how do you, maybe share a little story about how you bring faith into your home. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, you know, my wife and I are, um, if you know us at all, we are not the most organized people. We're not not great at systems. Mm. You know, I, um, you know, if people think what they want about the Enneagram, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to get into all that, but we both would be seven, so enthusiasts. So we're, I, I always tell people we're great at starting budgets. <laughs> <laughs> we're great at um, um, in, our, in our home. It's like if, I always say, like if I need to fix, if say the light bulb needs fixed in yeah. the um, in the kitchen, um, what I'll do is that might lead me on a journey to downstairs to get another light bulb. <laughs> but on the way down, I might feel like oh the railing's a little off and fix that. And then when I'm downstairs, like oh I could probably throw some laundry in. Yeah. Oh, and then I get you know next thing you know at the end of the day comes and the light still broke. Yeah. And <laughs> but you had a great time. <laughs> That's just the story of how we live. So when it comes to faith, um, you know I'm a big believer in impressing upon our children. Um, so we, I mean, I, I, I love using all the tools the church has to offer and us things, but, you know, we try to read uh, read with our kids and stuff like that. But so much of it is talking about, I think the best thing that we've been able to do is, is in the day-to-day conversations, mm. how do we turn, um, how do we turn this, the story of their life more to where they see it's not just about living this little life that they have, making mom and dad proud, mm. but always trying to point them to a bigger story. Mm-hmm. So like, and discipline is one of the key ways. Like I really, um, it's like, you know, buddy, whenever you choose to do that, you know, you're choosing, you know, you're choosing yourself. You're, mm-hmm. And when you follow yourself, you're always leads to pain and destruction. That mm-hmm. way it always goes. But, but when you choose sin's way, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to clean your room still, sure. but now you have a punishment. Mm-hmm. We could punish because I punish you, not because you're making me mad, which at times he, he can push my buttons, my children can, mm-hmm. all of them. But because God's way is best, mm-hmm. it leads to life. Mm. And if you can follow him. And so you're just trying to, I'm just telling you to do these things, not so you make me happy, but mm-hmm. to, so I'm just trying to, using discipline as an example, how can I take that story yep. and point it back to Jesus? Because that's what they really need. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to leave me. Yeah. They're going to leave me in terror, which uh, that's what we're designed to do. Yeah. You know, and we have our own things to do with our lives. And but. then they'll have their own story to tell. Right. I love that that's, the, your answer to that question wasn't like, you know what, we went on this one really big mission trip together, or yeah, yeah. we, you know, at Thanksgiving we have a special thing we do once a year. It's like every day as I 
rear them, mm-hmm. I am turning it back to the Lord. I think that's the and, lesson I and can And I think one me. of the big things, one of the hero, I mean, I think the biggest hero in all of my family is my wife. Um, you know, she's just wonderful, like Tara. She's, um, but she's always, always um, talks about the Lord as she's open in those things. But she she would never pro- proclaim to have the Bible verses memorized, sure. all that stuff. But she knows what... Um, but what I, what I appreciate most about her, and all of my boys have it, um, you know, in different ways. But she made it normal that you talk to people about Jesus, mm. and and she taught my boys to always have friends with people, make friends with people that don't know Jesus, yeah. and make sure you're always not just around people that believe like you do, yep. so that you can help them to see the hope. And so she's been a great um, model. Like, cause I I didn't live that way. I grew mm. up in a very Christian bubble, you know. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I, and it, working at a church, if I'm not careful, I can be around people who yep. who like Jesus a lot more than I do all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but And I see that in my boys, and so I just, they carry that trait out into mm. the world. And it's, um, I don't know, it's so cool. Because yeah. they do, they share their faith, you know, and, and they're not perfect. I mean, and, and, and people know that, but... Yeah. Well, and the older three are in the most cool, like watching them go out into the world stage yeah. right now. So I'm sure you're seeing that more and more yeah. and just the fruit of the labor that you put in over those years rather than just saying clean your room or else. You said clean your room because. I think that's really good. And it's just, you know, um, it's just for me, the things I go back to are things I wish I would have held on to tighter or understood what my mom was trying to teach me when I was a kid. Mm. My mom always told me, uh, I, the mantra, I always, she had a lot of mantras, you know, don't let the devil steal your joy, these different things like that, you know, Jesus who you're living for. But she would say, Bradley, be a Daniel. Always be one, like Daniel from the Bible. Mm-hmm. He stood for his principles, mm-hmm. even if he stood alone. Mm-hmm. And my mom always taught me that. She poured that into my life. And mm-hmm. um, and I, and that's what I hope my boys see, you know, mm-hmm. and be yourself. Don't, so I said, make your own mm-hmm. wake. Don't follow any. Only follow Jesus. Yeah. But you make your own wake. Let other people follow that. Um, just because you know the pressures. And, yeah. Um, and then my mom also taught me what I hope my boys see is what I really try to impress on my boys is love people no matter what. Mm. You know, love people. Even um, there's no such thing as lost causes. Mm-hmm. And the minute you think of someone's a lost cause or too far gone. You don't realize how far maybe you would gone. You were gone as well. Yeah. So my mom impressed it on me. I would watch her model that in her life. She wasn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was. I mean, my mom could argue with that, with the best of them. Mm-hmm. But she was godly, and she would. The, the people who she reached out to were mm-hmm. incredible. You know. Mm-hmm. And now it's like oh, hopefully I see that in my boys. You yeah. Know? Brad, I'm sorry to tell you, but now you're that 50-year-old guy that, like, I could interview one of your boys, and they'll say, oh, the wisdom that my dad imparted yeah. on me. No, they'll say, like, oh, listen, he's going to tell us some joke about being bald, or, oh, here we go again, Dad, let me guess, that's in James, or whatever, that's what they'll say. Yeah. Yeah. They're good boys. And they? thank God, thank God that that's what they would say. Yeah. Yeah. I love them, though. There's yeah. nothing better than, um, you know, than being a parent with those boys. They're wonderful. They're, they really They make are. me proud. You they're... Know? And they're different than me. Mm. They don't care about sports. They don't care about any of that stuff. They care about art <laughs> and pictures and whatever, <laughs> video games and anime. That's what they care about. I'm like, Tara won that care? contest for sure. Right. As I far told as him, the when skills. we moved out here, we lived so long. I'm like, listen, guys, you lived out here longer than you lived in Pennsylvania. You can cheer for Ohio State now. You can cheer for all the Ohio. <laughs> They're like, that's fine, Dad. But do we have to watch the games? <laughs> so. Oh, man. My favorite team is the Philadelphia Eagles, and I watch the Super Bowl by myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, if there is something that you wanted to share with our listeners, with the audience that may come upon this, whether they know you or just getting to know you through this, you know, from your life and the lessons you've learned, what would be something you'd like to leave them with? Um, I don't know. Just I think so many times we get caught up in worrying about 
if we're doing things the right way, if we're, um, you know, um, just we let little things really bog us down, little arguments, little differentiators between us and people. Mm-hmm. And I think if there's anything that I've learned is I know that the risk that Jesus took on me, you know, he, mm-hmm. he knows everything. And But where I'd be without him, I think I'd, I'd get scared to think mm-hmm. about that because I know my propensity to love myself. I mean, I love me a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, but if we can learn to see other people as um, what God can do in them instead of thinking about them where they are right now, but not looking at people as projects, but be out of our love for Jesus, learn to love people because he values them all so highly. I mean, it drives me crazy when we talk about people, like look down on other people. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I mean, I know that's probably so. But also smile more. Have some joy. Come on now. <laughs> Life is short. Enjoy living. You know what I mean? We don't have to get old yet. You know? Well, that so. sounds like your mom coming out of you, too. <laughs> yeah, right. And the lessons that she put into your life, which yeah. I know she was a special lady for yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. And my dad's wonderful, too. But mm-hmm. that it just, um, you know, my mom's been with the Lord for 10 years. It'll be um, next month there. So, wow. you know, that's a whole other thing. But. Yeah. Mm. Well, I can I can hear her wisdom coming out of you, your dads, the, all the folks in that church that prayed for you, that put you through seminary, and I'm so thankful for the gift that they gave to you, which in turn blesses us here at Grace oh, and all you. of our kids and the family units that are coming here to seek fun and seek Jesus, and those two things can happen at the same time. Well, thank you for asking me all these questions, and yeah. I just... Um, I'm very thankful for you and your family. It's fun to see. Um, you know, you, you guys are great at connecting with people. I always look to you as um, a good example of how you're neighborly and um, mm. the hospitality the Bible talks about. That's the Wallaces. Oh, I appreciate thank you. that about you. Thank you very much. I know, you know, you've come over a lot. You've slept in our, our woods, yep. camping out. you are taking it right back to that outdoorsy, yeah. all kinds of fun stuff. And that's, that's really that relational thing you were talking about. It doesn't have to be strict or performance or anything like that, but just knowing people, inviting them in and seeing them for who they are, like you said, and, yeah. and letting them be themselves. So, awesome. Well, Brad, great getting to know you here today. Thank Thanks you. so much for being here. All right. <laughs>